Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team the 1-0 and that's grounded sharply right at Altuve he smothers it in his body throws to first and that is the ball game this the Houston Astros use a couple of big innings to win their fourth in a row defeating the Indians tonight by a final of eight to two is another Astros podcast a lot of good swings of the bat for the Astros there's no doubt about that and now Charlie Morton in his last 13 regular season starts, he's 10-0 with a 1.99 ERA. All right, AJ, if there's ever a day that you put a guy into a lineup like Jake Marizic yesterday, and for him to come up and, and results were good, all that stuff, it was yesterday. 2-2. Two, two. And Marizic drives this one pretty deep to center field. It sends back Allen, still going back at the wall, looking up. See you later! A three-run home run for Jake Marizic to dead center field. And the Astros take a 7-2 lead. Man, did he punish that baseball. That was a big game for Jake. Huge day for him, uh, just getting back to the big leagues. And I, I know, you know, it looked like he decompressed a little bit, being away from our team for a week, got a few at-bats. Swing cleaned up a little bit. I mm. thought his at-bats, even leading up to the home run, were better with a couple of two-strike battles that he put the ball in play. And just being the player that he is. You know, yeah. so oftentimes in our sport, we identify with what we're doing right now. And, and how we're swinging the bat right now. And it can drain you if you're in struggle mode. And so to see Jake come back and contribute right away was pretty cool for everybody. Had he not, and say it goes a week and he's still not doing anything, we're almost back to square one by then, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, you go down and you play every day and then you come up and then you don't play. We're going through the same thing with J.D. Davis, who sure. was extraordinarily hot in AAA. I'm going to try to play him one of the next couple games. But it, it's different up here when, you're, when you have a role on a team and a team that's expected to win. You might get an opportunity a little more sparingly than you do when you're working on things in the minor leagues. So if you're not careful, and if I'm not careful, then I can make them ice cold by not yeah. by not playing them. And, and, and so that's why one of the reasons I get these guys in the lineup as soon as they come up to try to get into the mix and into the rotation. You mentioned J.D. Davis, a natural third baseman. It's hard to take Bregman out of the lineup because he's swinging the bat so well right now. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean plain and simple, Bregman's our third baseman, and and he's swinging the bat well. He's taking pitches that he's supposed to take. He's playing great defense. He's an everyday player. So, um, you know, that pushes J.D. around a little bit. I'll get him some time at first base or D.H. over the next day or so. Uh, but that's impacting somebody, too. Right. So it's a, it's a tough offense to crack when we're winning <laughs> like this, and, and, but not a problem. 
When you see Bregman pull the ball in the air like he has in the last probably four or five days, what do you see? Um, you know, his contact point is is just right on top of the plate where it should be. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I you know Bregman has has a, a very trackable swing. He can he can see pitches. He can he can let the ball travel and get really deep. He can shoot the ball to right. Um, he can also pull the ball. But when he's pulling the ball correctly, he's keeping it fair. He's also keeping his front side in line with his stride direction. And, and to see him take some tough pitches that, that are borderline that he knows are balls, he's gotten called out a couple times yeah. in the last couple of games, but that hasn't deterred his eye. It hasn't made him overly aggressive. Um, he's pretty locked in at swinging the right pitches right now. Well, when Tony Kemp's not being a gnat in the nine hole right now doing something offensively, he does something defensively. This ball is shot into the left field corner, long run for Kemp, and he makes the catch! And he slams into the wall on a brilliant catch by Tony Kemp. What a play. Look how high he got on that, that jump. That was unreal. Wow. Great play. Kempin ain't easy. <laughs> One of the better catches we've seen this year so far in the left field corner last night. Yeah, he had to go a long way, and there's there's always that curiosity of whether it's going to carry all the way to the wall. And if yeah. it carries all the way to the wall, he needs to get back off the wall and try to, and try to catch the carom. Um, but he hung in there and stayed with it and, and kind of went into Superman mode where he was going to jump at, at the same time he was going to arrive near the fence. So the thing about our outfield, if it's, if it's in the air, you better hit it out because it's not going to drop very, very easily. <laughs> and it, Tony Kemp has been very good in left field. I'm going to put him in center field today, and, and he can make some acrobatic catches with the best of them. Dallas gets the start tonight, and the wins and losses don't look good with Kyko, but for most of the time, most of the games, he's pitched much better than that. He has, and this is this is a tough challenge for him with these guys that have the platoon. They, they, they switch over. They have a lot of switch hitters in Lindor and Ramirez, and um, they'll get Gomes back in there, who's a tough guy. and um, He's got his hands full. And, you know, The thing about Dallas is when he's the – the initiator of, of strike one, when he can get into this into the counts, he'll he'll get some soft contact. These guys want to hit the fastball, and and so Dallas putting that fastball where they can hit it, but maybe they hit it on the ground or they hit it softly in the air, is always the key. So Dallas um, has pitched better. Like the win loss total is something that everybody puts in the paper, or everybody puts on the internet or on the app. It's not an indicator of how the pitcher does. It's an indicator of how the team does while that guy pitches. His other numbers have been very strong, and, and he continues to be a, a really key pitcher for us. I love what you said about the Cleveland Indians offense likes to be aggressive early on the fastball, and that's it's perfect for Dallas because he likes to prey on guys swinging. It is, and he and that'll that'll make his changeup very important tonight. Yeah. It's something that he can he can get them swing mode early, and then you'll see second or third time through the order, he'll incorporate that changeup. But um, it's always weird for guys, you know, you face these guys back to back starts. It's um, it's it's a different experience. We saw Clevenger change a few things, do a few more changeups last night than he did the last time. I don't know if Kluber will change. Uh, maybe he'll throw the four seamer right down the middle for us. That's what we're really hoping for. But <laughs> something uh, unexpected. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, but it, it's it's the cat and mouse game of, yeah. of seeing the same team twice in a row. Will be interesting to watch two elite pitchers do it tonight. All right, AJ. Good luck tonight, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen for a Houston Astro. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by J.D. Davis, rejoining the Astros a few days ago. Uh, started the season with the Astros. Uh, got sent down to AAA Fresno uh, first uh 
couple of weeks of the season, and you were swinging the bat pretty well when you went down. That had to be frustrating, even if you understood the reasons behind it. Yeah, I knew that my time was limited, especially with uh, Yuli coming back. But, um, you know, I just try to make the most of it. And, you know, the last two games or last series against Minnesota, I really try to calm down. And I think I had a little bit of growth um, at that period of, uh, you know, seeing the ball and, uh, you know, taking good at bats. And so I kind of translate that or I learned from it and use that in uh, AAA. And uh, um, I use, I uh, really took pride in working counts, you know, not only just being aggressive, but, uh, you know, working five to nine pitch at bats and uh, just putting the ball in play and then obviously coming through with uh, an RBI situations. You know, in 2016, you had a really good year at Corpus Christi. And then 2017, you wound up, because there was basically no room with a glut at your position, you wound up starting the year again at Corpus Christi. Do you think having to go through that helped you in terms of getting sent down the, to AAA, even though you, you started to swing the bat well this year? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, mental toughness, I think that's the biggest key that, you know, uh, has helped me get through it. And um, obviously, you know, the positive people are at least in my corner, my family and my friends. And then obviously the ex-coaches back in college and high school were, you know, uh, cheering me on and keeping my head up. And, you know, I was just kind of kept it as a, you know, learning experience and keep grinding, do my work, do my routine. And uh, just kind of, you know, I'm not, you know, everybody's kind of a work in progress. No one's a, uh, everyone's a piece of coal and not, not a diamond just yet. So I just, uh, again, just keep working hard and, you know, get my work in the cage and keep my body in check. You started playing some left field in spring training, played a little bit at AAA, got to play in left field on Tuesday at Minute Maid Park. What's been the toughest part of, of learning to play left field for you? Yeah, man, the I mean, left field, it's it could be challenging at some time, especially, you know, right-handed hitters. They top or top spin the ball right at you. So that's, that's the most difficult part about it. But other than that, you know, you get left-handed slice, um, balls at you which aren't that bad but i think that's the biggest thing and then obviously um positioning wise Mm -hmm. especially with that tough wall and tough corner and minute made so uh i got some tips from you know mresnick reddick and uh kemp and and, you know it's 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 helped me out a lot you know just to line myself up the proper way that way it makes a little bit easier if the ball's hit to my left or right do you take balls during bp i know sometimes that helps outfielders just trying to read balls off the bat during batting practice yeah uh, i I usually take them so usually i take ground balls in like first base or third base wherever AJ or uh, Joe wants me to and then uh, during BP I'll usually go out there and get some balls off the bat or uh, Gary will hit me some balls and I'll throw some balls at third second or whatnot. Shohei Otani's kind of taken baseball by storm this year really successful starting pitcher for the Angels has swung the bat well as a DH on, on days he's not pitching now you were a guy throughout your your uh, amateur career all the way through Cal State Fullerton, and you were you were a two way guy. You were a pitcher, and you've gotten to pitch uh, a couple mop up games at the big league level. Could you ever imagine doing what Otani's doing right now? Oh man, but I, I could imagine it, but not as a starting pitcher. That's yeah. that's a little bit challenging, man. I know he's been working on his craft for the past, you know, five, six, you know, twelve years, whatever. Yeah, how long he's been a starting pitcher? But you know, I'm not against being a, a reliever. I know it's a long season, and these. Uh, our, our bullpen can get worn down. Even our starters can get worn down. So, you know, if AJ needs to call me and, you know, get a, you know, a couple flat grounds in or something yeah. like that, you know, and work on something, then, then I can. I can I can give a, give a team an inning or two and give some relief to uh, the bullpen. So, I mean, I'm not against it, but uh, I need some little more practice. <laughs> How much interest was there in you as a, as a pitcher coming out of high school and college? You were drafted uh, out of high school as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I think there was a little more interest in uh, high school because Mm -hmm. I was more of a starting pitcher. 
Um, but in, uh, out of college, there wasn't much of an interest, uh, besides a reliever, uh, a guy out of the pen late in the game. But, um, I was, I was more projected as a hitter, um, and for good reason. I mean, I, I've, I've hit well all throughout the minor leagues, but again, sometimes, you know, I kind of mess around with the pitchers being on the mound and telling him, Hey, it's not that, it's not that hard. Just throw it over the plate. But, uh, but no, I, I, I kind of miss it here and there, but, uh, you know, hitting is, uh, hitting is my dream and I, I love hitting. J.D. Davis, thanks so much for joining us and uh, continued success. All right. Thank you. This is the Houston Astros. Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.